1: Good to be with you guys tonight. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2nd Chronicles chapter 23 beginning with verse 8. That 2nd Chronicles chapter 23 beginning in verse 8 and give me an amen once you are there. All right. And so Father, we are so grateful again to just come before you, your presence, Lord, that's here with us. For you promise where two or more are gathered in your name, that you are in the midst of us. And so, Lord, we are grateful for you, for the love that you've given us, that you have had mercy on us to open up our eyes to the truth of who you are. You are the only true living God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Lord, we pray that as we study your word tonight, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord. You know exactly what each and every one of us needs, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would wash our hearts as you wash the disciples' feet so that we can receive all that you would have for us tonight, Lord. Give us your humility. Maybe all of you and none of me. In Jesus' name, we pray, and together we say, "Amen." All right. So, as you know, the Southern Kingdom of Judah—exciting things are happening. We're right in the middle of a coup. Right, uh, King Ahaziah was killed because of his wickedness, and uh, we know that his wicked, evil mother Athaliah was advising him terribly. And so the southern kingdom of Judah, it was just in a terrible mess with pagan worship, and, and they had turned uh, Judah really away from the Lord. But God is good, and there is a godly priest uh, named Jehoiada, who him and his, his wife, uh, uh, Jehoshabieth, who was the sister of King Ahaziah. She was the the king's sister. These two godly people uh, stole away the baby Joash, the one descendant left from King David, because Athaliah was going about trying to kill off all the descendants of King David. And so it's a very, you know, powerful story story great wickedness happening, and Athaliah has taken, assumed the position as queen and is ruling there in Judah. And uh, they, meanwhile, Jehoiada, uh, Jehoiada and uh, his wife have hid this young baby king uh, at the temple of the Lord, and it's now been seven years. And after seven years, we read that Jehoiada strengthened himself in the Lord, and he made himself a covenant with five captains of hundreds. So he gathered these five captains, no doubt godly men who loved the Lord, five of them, and uh, made a, a, a pact with them, a covenant with them. And so they went around to through Judah uh, to the cities and gathered the Levites and also the chief Fathers of Israel. So, all the leaders basically, these are men of God searching out all the other men of God to come to Jerusalem so that they can take back the kingdom for the Lord's sake. Amen? It's a beautiful story. And, um, you know, it's neat to see these men of God coming together in order to make things right. In their kingdom, and God is still looking for a few good men to do the same today, no doubt. God is going about to and fro throughout the whole earth to to see who who what what men out there have their hearts perfect towards the Lord, or those that are loyal to Him and wanting to do His will. And I pray that the Scriptures tonight encourage, particularly the men, to be strong. To be men that are watchful. As the Bible says, quit, quit ye like men. In other words, uh, act like a man. Carry out your manly duties before the Lord. And part of that is to stand up for what is right. But we can only stand up for what is right if we're strengthening ourselves in the Lord. A man who doesn't strengthen himself in the Lord is a man who cannot sa- stand against this wicked world. We must strengthen ourselves just like Jehoiada, did in our story. He commanded one-third of the Levites and the priests to to watch the doors of the temple every Sabbath. They were to watch over it, take care of the house of the Lord. Another one-third were commanded to be at the king's house, and so where this young uh, seven-ish-year-old baby boy would be living he wanted one third of the Levites and the priests to be there, protecting the king's house, and another one third was to be found at the gate of the foundation. And again, just the 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 the, the gate, probably the main gate that would lead uh, people there. And they were to watch and to make sure that no one was was going in to try to kill the king. In fact, he said, if anyone uh, comes into the king's house, put him to death. And so, again, standing up for the righteous things of the Lord, trying to put in uh, the king that God had ordained would be there. Uh, I just love it. They're trying to get things together for the Lord. And I think as a church family, all of us should seek to help put things in order together for the Lord in a very loving way, but in, in a very righteous way, and a very diligent and hard-working manner. Amen. We are all soldiers of Christ, and we're told that as good soldiers of Christ that we should not be all about this world's business, but in how we can please he who enlisted us in his army, which is who? The Lord. So all of us should be focused on how we can serve our king better, serve the one who enlisted you into his army. Amen. He had said to them in the in uh, the previous uh, few verses that they were that even the lay people those the the regular folks the the lay folks were to keep watch of the Lord basically uh, in the outer courts of the Lord all the people had to be on guard and very watchful and that's a wonderful thing and and I think today you know with all the things that happen in churches and you hear about them today it's a good idea that all of us keep a loving eye on our father's house amen and seek to care and and uh, for one another to keep this place safe and the levites he said shall surround the king on all sides every man with his weapons in his hand and whoever comes into the house let him be put to death you are to be with the king when he comes in and when he goes out they were to watch him in every aspect when he came in and when he went out verse 8 so the levites and all judah Did according to all that Jehoiada, the priest, commanded. And so there was that wonderful, sweet uh, submission to the authority uh, as God uh, raised up the the priest. And and you know what? It's like when, when the kings go south, when the kings go bad, you know, it's the priests. You think about how our country was formed and the 13 colonies were all, Led by ministers, did you know that that the Revolutionary War was led by these thirteen uh, ministers of the colonies? And it's still, I believe, the minister's job to hold the kingdom, to hold the nation accountable. So, for those who say that that uh, churches or or pastors ought not to be political, they don't know our history. All right, we are here called by God to 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 give the word of God out so that. Our society learns how we ought to live before God and man. Amen? And if we shut our voices to that truth, then anything goes. And obviously, so many pastors have have stopped holding the nation and the kingdoms accountable. And thus, things are messed up. But God is on the throne. And you're still here and I'm still here. And so they listen to the command of Jehoiada the priest, and each man took his men who were to be on duty on the Sabbath with those who were going off duty on the Sabbath, right? They had a schedule going on, and and that's the way it was. By lot and by schedule, you know, I learned a lot. We've learned a lot as a church through uh, reading the Old Testament and how things were to be done fairly and not to overwork one group or one person, but to make sure that there's a... There's a there's an evenness to the carrying of the load in the house of the Lord. Amen? And so that's what's going on here. Those who were going off duty on the Sabbath, and so Jehoiada, the priest, had not dismissed the divisions. And Jehoiada the priest gave to the captains of hundreds the spears and the large and small shields which had belonged to King David that were in the temple of God. Then he said, all the people, every man with his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and by the temple, all around the king. And they brought out the king's son, put the crown on him, gave him the testimony and made him king. Then Jehoiada and the sons and his sons anointed him and said, long live the king. Just such a, Beautiful uh, sight, isn't it? The coronation of this young king. Um, But I love the fact that Jehoiada first took the captains of hundreds and he gave them the spears and the the small and large shields that were in the temple that were basically David's collection of, of his war artifacts, right? Like they were beautiful, no doubt they must have been. And yet it's it's neat to see him hand this to the leaders, to the captains. Here's your spear. Here's your shields so that they can be at the ready for whatever uh, uh, problems were to come towards that temple. And uh, who knows how long those weapons were unused and just sitting there collecting dust like a museum. But they were to pick them up now and i feel the lord is calling on men to pick up their weapons and have them ready at their side too many brothers men in the church uh, their their bibles are are dusty like the spears and the shields in our story may have been they're not reading it they're not in it and it is not in them and so they they're not uh handling the word of god as they should. They're not seeking the lord through their through the scriptures as they ought to. But we are called as a church, not just men, all of us sisters including, but I'm I'm really have a heart for the men in our church to be reminded that we are men of god. And men of god are men of action. Men who are disciplined in the things of god. Men who do away with the temptations of the the flesh not keeping that stuff around but getting rid of anything that might make us stumble clearing out our homes clearing out our lives as you read in our story i haven't we haven't mentioned one woman in our story it's all the men that were supposed to do the fighting and in a spiritual sense god has called all the men all the husbands to lead their wives spiritually to be the leaders to be on, on point when it comes to our wives' spiritual state, we're told to be diligent to know the state of our flocks. And too many men are not manning up and doing what they are supposed to do with their wives or with their sons and their daughters and washing them with the word of God. And so our Bibles become like these spears and these shields that were just sitting around not being used. We have to use them. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. And I love that verse because it, it just lays it right down that that we do not war according to the flesh but we are told time and again through scriptures that we are in a battle no doubt and it's a spiritual battle it's a spiritual war battles you think of skirmishes or Or one event here, then another one over here. But I feel like God no doubt calls all of us men to understand that we are in a war that doesn't end until the Lord raptures us home, and then we watch Him judge the nations. We're not done fighting. and Some men are on the sidelines, unfortunately. Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, so popular about the armor of God, right? In in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I mean, what he tells us right there is that we're outmatched. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're not fighting one-on-one. We're not fighting like a physical army. We are fighting something we cannot see. But we sure see the result of the wickedness of what we can't see. And the only way that that can be battled and fought is through spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare takes more discipline than we, we, we can fathom. I had no idea how much it takes to whom much is given, much more is required. If you walked with the Lord for two years, you're responsible for the type of life that a two-year-old in the Lord lives. If you've been walking with the Lord for five or 10 or 15 years and you're responsible to walk according to a person who's been walking with the Lord for five to 10 to 15 years. Too many men are not growing. They're stuck. I don't want to be stuck. Therefore, we're told, take up the whole armor of God. Take it up. When when, when are we to take it up? But not every day. Every single day we are to take up the whole armor of God. Why? Because Satan's not waiting. We are warned by Peter, you know, to be sober, to be vigilant, because the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. You know, and it's like... We need to be hyper-aware that we are in in battle and hyper-aware that the enemy is relentless. If we were in a room this size and there was a huge man-eating lion in, in the room, none of us would take a nap, that's for sure. Right? We'd go... We'd stay as far away from that lion as possible. If there was a king cobra in a room this big with us, we would not sleep. We would not chill. We would be on guard. And that's what Peter says. Be vigilant. Be sober. It's not time for us to rest on our laurels or be complacent as men. If not you, then who? Like Isaiah the prophet, whom shall we send Well, the men at Sweet Hills, of course, were ready, were willing to serve. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. The only way that we can withstand in the evil day is by the armor of God. And this is why you see men break and fall apart when the evil day hits. They haven't been putting on the armor of God. We are living the American dream. We all have nice warm homes because of the Lord. You can still put on your armor in that warm home. home. Put it on. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Have you done all to stand? Have we? Having girded up. You're waste with the truth of God's word. We are surrounded by lies and the deception of the enemy and the world and our flesh is lying to us. Men, the belt of truth. You know, it's, it's the belt right here that holds everything down. That leads our life or should lead our life. It's the truth of God's word. When all the deception is coming our way, we should know what the truth is having put on the breastplate of righteousness that breastplate of righteousness is a protection a armor a, a f- for the vital organs for your heart our heart the Bible says if our hearts condemn us the Lord is greater than our own hearts the breastplate of righteousness is the approval of God that you know without a doubt you have God's approval you've been cleansed by the Lord because of the word that he speaks And the word you believe, you are righteous no matter how you feel. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and that speaks of the protection of our feet. Our feet is where we we, we have our movement and being able to move, having a readiness to move and to spread the good news, which a lot of men have lost that. They have not, their feet are not shod. Their their feet are not protected. Their feet are running and walking all over the world without saying nothing about Jesus or the gospel. That needs to change. Dust off our shoes, man. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And that, that, that uh, shield of faith that that as the enemy attacks and that shield of faith, the faith that God gives us, it sees, it sees beyond the attack. It sees beyond the, the, the trial. It sees beyond the storm. We have that shield of faith where, yeah, this may be happening to me right now, but I know I'm going to get over this because I have faith that this isn't where God wants me to, to live forever. I'm passing through this. Here's my shield of faith. And the only offensive tool, of course, is and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It's the only offensive piece of the armor <clears throat> by which we attack the enemy. It's an offensive. It's an offense. It's to be able to speak the truth into into to the devil, to to our adversaries, to those who would come against you, to be able to have that word. And to be able to just slice them up. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 through three, it says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. It is sharper than any two edged sword, not a single edge, two edged sword. Like the Roman soldier sword was a two edged sword meant to hack. Two edged means it, it hacked both ways. The word of God is full of grace and love and mercy, but it also hacks with, with judgment. And as men, have we forgotten that God's word is a two-edged sword? Where all we want to do is pour grace over everything because we're afraid to stand up and tell somebody if they don't turn, they're going to burn. Then he said, all the people, every man with this weapon in his hand from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and by the temple, all around the king. Brothers, God is calling us to be this kind of man. I wonder how many men did not go with Jehoiada and the captains of the hundreds. You know how many men will not go with us? It's too much to ask to serve the Lord at Sweet Hills. It's too hard to watch the flank, the front, the back. It is not too hard. It is your reasonable service to present yourself a living sacrifice unto the Lord. Brothers, don't let anybody in your family try to convince you or friends that you do too much for God. Because you do not. And they brought out the king's son. Put the crown on him. I mean, think about that. Athaliah is still in power. She's got her people too. These men do not care.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7.00 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweetheels.org and hit the online giving tab.